Hello and welcome. This is the Millennial Ill Podcast. I'm Erin, and the other voice you'll soon be hearing beside me is my best friend, Rachel. Just a Midwest girl. A Midwest you know? girl is a journey song. <laughs> we go way back. Quite frankly, we're both in it so deep with each other, we can't walk away. I remember, yeah. like, chicks in school would be, like, meeting guys off MySpace. They would just have them pick them up in the school parking lot. And then I just remember thinking that was the most fucking craziest thing and be like, I wonder if I'm going to see them on the news. <laughs> now we have Tinder. Oh, God, and I do see those them. people on the news. Can't trick me, Norman Bates. I got my mother stuffed in the basement, too. That's why we decided to start this podcast. Look, we both like to talk shit and have fun. With all that being said, this podcast is solely for entertainment purposes only. I don't want to believe that. Well, I'm pretty sure you're probably not that fun in real life, so move on. Get a life, get a clue, and most importantly, fuck off. With all that being said, welcome to the show. But um, what I wanted, so I... I've been on this Halloween kick because, you know, it's, it's fall and well, it's not really fall yet, but in my heart, it's fall. Like when it gets to the end of August and early September, I get super excited about the weather changes and shit. I'm like a sweater fucking hot cider type of bitch, you know? And I am like on shutter again. And I, and Shutter actually is like really inexpensive. I think it's like $8 a month, but you can add it to your Amazon Prime account for like less extra a month. So I don't really know like how much extra it is on Amazon Prime. Oh, but I have anyway, to look into that. Yeah. So you can add it on your Amazon Prime account. Um, I, I think it's not that much more. I, I, have, I didn't look into it because I wasn't using my Amazon Prime account to watch these, but Shutter has really great original movies. Like, super, super good. I Like, they're definitely, like, super low budget. Um, I wouldn't say that they're anything, like, particularly special, but they're good for what they are. I know? feel like that's how horror movies are supposed to be. I agree. I honestly love a really bad horror movie. I'm a sucker for anything that's, like, maybe not, like, a C plus. I'm a, I'm a good C plus person. Right. Those ones you have the most fun watching are bad mm-hmm. fucking movies. Like, it's like all these Stephen King remakes. I love Stephen King. I read so many of his books. I've seen so many of the movies. But, and I appreciate that now all these remakes are getting, like, these high-budgeted, like, mm-hmm. pretty known yeah. actors. But the movies are just kind of lame. Yeah, my feel it. Honestly, like, I wasn't expecting much going into watching the new like pet cemetery. I, I, I went to see it in theaters. I had no expectations and I left incredibly disappointed. (laughs) It was just a fucking zombie movie. It was, it was like the omen. When you said that to me, I laughed because I was like, honestly, that's, that's pretty much what it was. It was just overall really bad. Um, I could not get into it at all. But so the topic of conversation I want to get into, because I have a very strong opinion about this, is imaginary friends. Okay. Okay. (laughs) There's a movie on Shudder called Z. Okay. The letter Z, by the way. No one can understand that. And it's about this kid who has an imaginary friend who he calls Z. And his parents obviously play along with it because it, for whatever reason, when somebody's child tells them they have an imaginary friend, they think that shit's cute. I would not find that shit cute. Like, I don't know if I could be a supportive parent if that ever happened. I don't know if I would be able to acknowledge that my child has an imaginary friend. But I know they say the best thing to do is to acknowledge that. You know what I mean? You can't like tell them that it doesn't, it doesn't exist because it can like ruin some sort of like psychology for them. Did you have an imaginary friend? No, absolutely not. The only time I ever had an imaginary friend was I would piss off my brother or my cousins when they annoyed me. I'd be like, I'm just going to go play with my imaginary friend. You suck. Like that was the only time I ever had a fucking imaginary friend. 
I never I'm met gonna... anyone who had a serious imaginary friend. But me neither, honestly. Like, I can't even think of anybody in my life who came up to me and, as a kid or as a child or my brothers. Like, nobody in my life has ever told me that they've had, like, a friend in their in their life. Um, but this movie, he's, like, has – he, like, makes his mom, like, make this – imaginary friends sandwiches like he makes him like pb and j sandwiches and he basically does everything z says like if z doesn't want him to do something he'll be like well z doesn't want me to do it so i'm not gonna do it and i just i don't know if this is just so not maternal of me but if my child fucking sat his ass down at the dinner table and was like mom z doesn't want me to eat the dinner that you made I would be like, there's, I would flip my shit and be like, nope, not acknowledging this. Med- I can't, I can't acknowledge that stuff. I don't know how you feel about imaginary friends. Like if you had a kid and they came up to you and said they had this friend named Z. I can't say I've ever given it a serious thought. I have. I have so many times. Like if your kid will be like, I see ghosts or shit like that. Like that's what you're worried about. Like, or if they're like, Z can't say like told me their imaginary friend told them that they had to kill somebody or like do something bad. You know what I mean? Like it got evil. Like this imaginary friend was like evil. Okay. Because that's a possibility that can happen. I don't know how seriously of a possibility I am, but I mean, what are you talking like slender man? Like those two girls that like, killed their or tried to kill their best friend for Slenderman over hey, like I'm, imaginary friends. I'm going to give you an example. So in the movie, there's a scene where he goes to school and he tells everybody about this friend. Okay. And he says these really nasty things that his friends telling him to do. So all these kids tell their parents because they're too afraid to hang out with him. So she's trying to find somebody to have a play date with her son. And none of these parents want him to come over their house because he's at school talking about the Z imaginary friend. Okay. And she finally finds a parent that is willing to play with him. And in the scene, her son goes, is Daniel here? And the mom is like, obviously nervous about them playing with each other. But she eventually tells him, oh, Daniel's upstairs. So the kid runs upstairs. And then not even five minutes later, Daniel is thrown off the balcony. Like he's thrown off the balcony. Okay. And he like has to be rushed to the hospital. And the kid goes, mom and Z, Z told me to do it. Z did it. Now, if I, I think to myself, if I was in that situation, that would be the end of like me acknowledging this. And I'd be like, nope. Like that's the place I'm talking that it would get to where like the kid's basically using it as a pawn because he's doing bad stuff. Well, if my kid was really acting out like that, my least concern would be like him having friends at any point. Do they go to a psychiatrist? Um, do they take him to like, yeah, health? they do. And what do they say? I mean, they basically say that it's just like part of have being a kid is having imaginary friends. But like, I don't know if I would be really nice. I don't. I don't know. I guess the point I'm having with this conversation is, if my kid at the dinner table told me he had an imaginary friend, I'll be like, the fuck you do, the you fuck you do have an imaginary. <laughs> I would be terrified. I'd be like, no, you don't. I'm not acknowledging this imaginary friend. <laughs> I couldn't acknowledge it, and I feel bad about that. You know what I mean? Yeah. That'd be very interesting. It's kind of like when I was watching the remake of Pet Cemetery, how it all kind of started with the dad, like, burying the cat and then bringing yeah. the cat back for, like, the sake of the daughter. Should you do that? Yeah. No. It caused no. nothing but horror. Like, you should mm. be honest with your kids. That's true. I just think about things like that for some reason. Like I think about like if I had a kid and they came up to me and told me that kind of stuff, I wouldn't know how I would react to it. I would be I, like, it would kind of scare me. I'm more concerned about kids who like their parents let them hit and talk <laughs> like little demons because they think it's cute. Yeah. And then when they grow up in like a few years and they're horrible little 10 year olds. 
they're out of control and these parents don't know what to do. I don't know. That's a big horror movie arc. It's kind of like The Exorcist, how she was. Yeah. And she blamed everything on, like, Captain Howdy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm overthinking this whole thing, but I had to know your take on Imaginary Friends. Like, because... Or... There's so many, like, doll movies, like, haunted dolls and stuff. Where it's, Those like, ones used to terrify me. Yeah, or, like, because I remember when we saw Annabelle or something, and it's, like, no way that somebody's giving me that as a gift. Like, if someone gave me a doll like that as a gift and said, here's here's a present for graduating school, it's, like, the fuck? I don't want this doll. Where did you buy this doll from? I don't. I believe in haunted possessions. I don't think you ever we were ever friends at this point when this happened because this happened when I was so young. I remember I was given all these clown dolls oh. by my aunt. And no, at you. the time, I would always be terrified of them. Like I had horrible <laughs> nightmares as a oh, child God. about these clown dolls, about them just running around the house, like causing just pure chaos. But she gave them to me. And I remember being <sighs> like, oh. I was too nice of a person. I had to take them. And of course I couldn't sleep them in the box. I had to hang them up all over my fucking room and shit like that. So my family got really into giving me fucking clown dolls. Okay. For like quite a few years. And I remember one time I got this like huge life-size clown doll. This is the size of an Annabelle doll. Okay. And it would just like stand there in the middle of the room and they put it in my closet well, with the closet door open. So I just remember laying in my bed, staring at the closet, just watching this huge fucking clown being like, if this motherfucker moves. <laughs> it got so bad to the point where like, I just quit sleeping in the room until they got rid of it. What? Yeah. That like, I didn't have... So, do you remember Lunette and Molly? Yeah. Okay, so... From the big comfy couch. Okay, so I I loved that show growing up. Like, I was obsessed with it. Um, my mom worked at a... I remember she worked at a um, department store that would sell Lunette and Molly, um, like, DVDs. And because she would have discounts, so she would bring home, like, Lunette and Molly DVDs. Like, they were the big comfy couch, whatever. And all I wanted was a Molly doll. Like, I wanted one so bad. Okay? So, they were sold out everywhere. But my grandma up north happened to find one. So, for my birthday, she mailed one down to me. And I thought it would be really fucking awesome and cool to give Molly tattoos. Like, I thought that that would be awesome. Like... I used a black Sharpie and gave her like heart tattoos and like crosses and like all the shit. And my mom had no idea I did this and I never wanted her. I gave her piercings. Like I put like a piercing in her nose and like a piercing in her ear. And you know how funny that is? Cause you kind of got the Molly haircut right now and you're covered in tattoos and piercings. So you're just like giving yourself a future makeover of what you've modeled your life after. I was manifesting who I wanted to be when I was like, I don't know my, how old I was when any of this happened, but I didn't want to tell my mom I did this. So I buried her in the backyard. Like I went out in the backyard and I buried her back there. I don't want And my mom asked me what happened to her. I said that the dog ate it, but I would stay awake at night thinking that she was going to like come up from the dirt and like come into my room and be mad at me for putting her in the ground. Like, I would have nightmares about that. That's hysterical, dude. I had a coworker who said her kid, she got him one of those buddy dolls, you know, and those buddy dolls are what the Chucky dolls were modeled after. <laughs> yeah. They were really popular at the time. <laughs> and her son really wanted one, so she got one. And one day it just disappears, and she can't <laughs> find it. And she's heartbroken because he has always told her how much he loved this doll and that it was, like, the greatest thing ever. So she goes to the store and she picks up another one Mm -hmm. and puts it on his bed. (laughs) And he thought it was the one that disappeared. So so fast forward to her kids getting home from school. She has a son and a daughter. They go into the son's room and they see the fucking doll. (laughs) 
turns out they were both terrified of the doll, hated the doll. <gasps> oh no! Buried it in the backyard after like breaking it into all these pieces. <laughs> And she replaced it not knowing any of this, just thinking, like, she didn't want her son to be upset about his favorite toy being gone. Oh, man. So it happened. That's funny. That's funny. That does happen. I mean, I wasn't afraid of my Molly doll. I just was afraid my mom would get mad at me. But then I got paranoid and thought that she was going to come after me at night in my sleep. And I was really concerned about my toys coming to life as a kid. Oh, yeah. Same. I would like lay awake at night and stare at my toy chest thinking that one, I, my first like really bad horror movie experience. This is why I hate horror movies was because I have, I watched Chucky, but I watched the third one where he goes to military camp. And when Chucky puts like the real bullets in the guns, like that traumatized me as a child. That is like watching scene. It is really fucked up. And my, I remember my dad walking in when I'm watching it and I'm like way too young to be watching this movie. And he goes, you're going to have nightmares about this. And I did for years. I never wanted to watch any horror movie ever again because of that scene. That's why like when we would hang out and stuff, I would be so afraid of scary movies. Cause like, I just kept thinking about that Chucky movie. And then I just keep putting horror movies on. And then I broke well, you know. and now you like horror movies. So it worked. It was like, uh, what do they, what do they call that therapy? <laughs> Trauma therapy. Yeah. He put me through trauma therapy. And you're a stronger person because of it. I know. I'm actually like holding my ghost face Funko. I'm so mad I took it out of the box because these are worth like $150 right now. I wouldn't sell it. I wouldn't sell it. But I wish I had like the box for it. The collector in me never takes anything out of the box. I don't even like Legos. the time. I could never, I don't think I could ever do Legos at all, ever, ever, ever. But I saw that they have, like, um, a Harry Potter, like, village. Ooh, that's cool. I was like, oh, that would be so cool just to, like, have someone just, like, put it together for me. Honestly, Legos, I like when people use them as, like, furniture pieces, like, in their, like, uh, not furniture pieces, but, like, art. Because you can get those boxes, like, little display boxes and put them in there. I've seen people make Lego walls. I think that's just cool. Yeah, I've seen that too. People, there's like companies that do that, that will like Mm -hmm. go to your home and do that. I think that's pretty cool. I like kind of weird stuff like that. I think it is too. Well. Did you get a kick out of those like horror tattoos I was sending you last night? Yeah. The fact that like the first one you sent me, that girl was impressed by them was funny. What is she? What what was her response to that? It was like, oh my god, this is so amazing! It literally was. It supposed to be like Michael Myers' face, and it looked like it was stretched out on like Saran wrap on someone's skin. I didn't even get the shape it was going to be because the face was kind of like a rectangle. Dude, it was really bad. Honestly, it was so so bad. It was so bad. That one made me laugh so hard when the guy like posted all those tattoos, and they're like, "Where'd you get those, prison?" He's like, fuck you. (laughs) Some people think they have like a bomb tattoo and then they don't. It's not good. You gotta call those people out. You gotta tell those people what's up. I believe in that. Like, dude, your tattoo sucks. And I need you to know. I just did that by posting how good my tattoos were. Oh, good for you. You're like, these cost thousands of dollars. You can tell. (laughs) you see the difference do you see the difference in quality oh you're gonna get such a kick at what i did i did this for the podcast oh okay thus oh yeah okay please tell me so i'll let you take the rain on this i bought a reading from (laughs) an online psychic on etsy.com okay Twenty dollars. <laughs> I did not know that was an Etsy service you can buy, but continue. There's hundreds of pages. I'm not even joking. Okay, of like spells, readings, tarot cards. This one's a little different. So she's so he sent me a bio and a drawing. 
A dr- Aaron, a drawing of what? My future soulmate. <gasps> Please show me. Please. I will. <laughs> okay. He mailed this to you? Well, you know, he messaged me. Oh, my God. It took him a few days to respond because of the negative vibration surrounding the whole state of 2020. Okay. That's what he told me. Hold on, let me send you this picture. (laughs) And if anyone asks me about it, just DM me and I'll fucking send it to you. You're gonna fucking die. I like looking at my This is the sketch app. But he's trying to tell me he sketched this himself. I cannot see you with this person. <laughs> oh my! Maybe I could. I don't know. You can't. Does he look like anybody to you? No. He looks like someone from Ninety Day Fiance. This is probably a sketch of him. <laughs> Somebody's gonna come forward and say this is them. <laughs> Is this a missing person? It it looks like it could be. Oh my god. Okay, so now I need to know what he said about everything. Okay. Now this is my soulmate, Rachel, so you have to put some respect on his chat. I'm sorry. If this happens, I'm gonna be really impressed. <laughs> Just wait till you read the bio <laughs> of who this person is and you're gonna be like, that's your type. Like sarcastically or actually? <laughs> sarcastically. Oh, Okay, so he tells me this person's a Gemini. No, thank you. Uh, I don't know how people feel about horoscopes, but just matter-of-factly speaking, I do not get along with Geminis. He does shit for the environment. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> he likes the outdoors. Um... <laughs> Your future soulmate is a very energetic person with several outdoor hobbies. <laughs> no. I get sunburned sitting in brunch. So, right there. He loves hiking, oh, climbing, no. and sightseeing. You know what my biggest fear is? Dating someone whose family is like to play sports with each other. <laughs> like having to participate in like yeah, competitions. It sounds horrific. He's an ecologist. I don't know what that is. And treats nature as his home. (laughs) (laughs) So it sounds right, right? Sounds like your perfect match, really. Yeah. I think you should go out and try to find this, this person. That's funny, dude. That's so fucking funny. And do you know how I'm going to meet this person? Please tell me. Traveling is the perfect meeting point for you. So you will probably meet him on a trip or while going out somewhere. Will I? Will I meet him on a trip going out somewhere? That is so funny. This person looks like a real person, though. Like, I can see him walking around. It looks like a Google image that you put on the Sketch app. There is a fucking filter that you can to make this. (laughs) Like. You fed fed the man who did it, so it's okay. He needed $20, Aaron. Right. It got a good laugh. It made some good material. That shit's funny. You should do it. See what yours comes up as. Please don't encourage me to do that. <laughs> we can read your report next time. Yeah, so I can show Adam, and he's like, who is this? I oh got a God. great laugh out of it. That shit's funny. He definitely did not draw that himself. No. Which is what makes it so funny. How how long did it take you to get all this stuff? So I bought it on Sunday. He okay. messaged me like last night with it. Okay. So a good couple business days. Like I told you, he was having problems because of the universe. Mm, okay, interesting. Oh, this is what he said. 
My apologies for the slight delay. It was difficult for me to connect with most people's frequencies for the past few weeks, considering what's going on in the world right now and the general frequency. I took some time off to regain my energy, and I stopped using technology almost completely. I hope you can understand the situation. Okay. You will fall for an Aquarius or a Gemini. People who are free spirits like you. The sad part is some people probably live their lives by this kind of shit. Oh, yeah, absolutely. My brother is very interested in that past lives thing. Of course he is. I can totally see your brother being willing to spend. By the way, it was um, it was $250, if you're wondering. I was imagining worse, so that's not horrific. As bad. No. So it's basically a little over 100 an hour. So. Still not interested. <laughs> I'm not either, honestly. I just don't believe in... There, I mean, there's a point where I felt very lost last year, and I definitely felt like I was, like, reaching for answers anywhere I could. So, like, I was totally into psychics. But then I kind of realized that, like, like something happened the last time I went to one where I, I just didn't feel it. And I was like, honestly... I'm not into this anymore. But I respect people who'd like to go to psychics all the time. I think it's interesting. I just... And I'm not saying I wouldn't go back to her. I would. Just maybe not right now. You know? Right. I think it's all... I think all that kind of stuff is really interesting. But I think it is too. I just don't know if I would want to go... What if I just started living my life by that picture? (laughs) What's so sad is there's people that probably do. Like, I changed my relationship status on Facebook tonight. I fucking post that picture on Instagram and be like, I'm looking for you. I'm here. (laughs) Our souls are meant to be one. Yeah, the psychic told me. Please DM me. Can you imagine? The shit. Do you know how alarming it is that people who don't even know you will just randomly try to FaceTime you? I never had that happen before. Dude, it is not cute. Thankfully for that other fucking ma- like mailbox. I'm just like, who the fuck are you? Oh, let me talk about that lot lizard fucking documentary. Oh, the documentary. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't that good. Like, it's. Okay. Like, you were like, whatever about it. Um, it's a train wreck. Like, there's no redeeming quality about it. Mm, interesting. Okay. It's just watching, like, these women, these prostitutes who are horribly addicted to, like, crack. And how okay. they work, like, truck stops. Because that's, like, a big thing. And that's what a lot lizard is. It's just some chick who hooks up with truckers. Like, they okay. work thing. Like, they talk on the CB radio and they'll be, like, looking for a good time. Go to channel such and such. Okay. And they do make kind of like a valid argument for prostitution. Like, if you want to do that shit willingly, you shouldn't get in trouble for it, honestly. If two people want to agree to exchange money for sexual favors and it's all consensual and it's all what's going on. Because these women really get treated like shit. Like, they interview the security guard at one point and he's like, you know, I don't even look at them as like living things. To just okay. crash. And it's just like these are drug addicted people like trying most of them all of them really I mean they interviewed a few that kind of seem sober but at the end of the day if you're really like in that kind of lifestyle yeah yeah absolutely. Are, you're not like working at like a brothel or I don't even know if that's even like a step up it just it seems so scary because they were telling some horror stories like these girls like I've been shot I've been stabbed I've been thrown from cars been kidnapped you're just like what the fuck and they follow like these two women three but like one is supposedly sober then of course at the end she relapses and goes back to being a lot lizard these other two are like these super cracked out fucking women okay just so sad Mm mm-hmm and it's kind of funny because they interview all these like fucked up truckers and they're mm-hmm. kind of justifying the reasons as to why they buy hookers. Mm-hmm. And it's all like the same shit. It's like, and it's not like necessarily wrong because like the one guy's like, you know, 
you go into a grocery store, how do you think that food got there? A truck. <laughs> Those clothes on your back, how do you think how they got there? A truck. And it's just like, okay, yeah, bro, I agree with you, but you're still trying to justify like you buying like hookers and having them go get you crack. That seems kind of a little like, huh? It's like, oh, good for you. You drive a fucking truck. Like, I don't understand why some people want claps on their back. Like, no one's asking you to be a fucking truck driver. I think it was more so, like, they are put on a spot, and they just wanted to, like, make themselves seem as decent as possible while talking. Because, like, once you, like, start talking to some of these women that they're obviously getting shit from, it's like, um, obviously they're not in the best places, yeah, that's true. That is true. But it was fucking crazy. Like, this one girl, so fucking cracked out, just, like, talking through things. She's like, oh, yeah, you know, this is just a business. This is just a business. This is just a business. I do favors. I do favors. Okay. And, like, they all had boyfriends, and all the boyfriends believed that they did not sell their bodies. Okay. Like, they would just be like, no, she's a good talker. Like, she just goes and she'll just wash the truck, and then they'll give her money. Oh, please. You're telling me that nobody was on to these people about what they were doing? Oh, no. Like, the lot lizards, like, the fucking security and the police, like, they, that's where they go. They have to monitor these places because they're super dangerous because they get all these, like, fucking cracked out people doing drugs and illegal shit in these, like, truck stops. Okay. So they're heavily monitored, but, like... It's just really fucked up how there. It doesn't seem like it gets better. It just like makes these people run in fear and get themselves into like really fucked up situations. Well, that sounds. This for sure sounds like it. Definitely. But that's actually. It sounds very dangerous to me. It was like like I said. You start hearing some of these fucking stories, and you're just like. Fuck, I like, and then like yeah. this one woman who's supposed to be sober through the whole thing. Like, she like brings up a good point where she's like, you know, I can barely make three hundred dollars a week on minimum wage to pay her rent, mm-hmm. but like if she just disappeared for a night and sold her body, mm-hmm. she could make over that, and then she wouldn't have to worry about losing anything, but then she'd get back into drugs and then put herself in dangerous situations. And you just see it's like a truly hopeless situation. And that, that's kind of how the whole documentary was. You just feel yeah. bad for these people. I well, did yeah, because they still have to do. Right. I did start the house Jack built. Mm-hmm. It's almost three hours. I'm like halfway through it. Ugh, I can't watch long movies. I got like ADD. Do I like it? I'm kind of over, you know how we were talking about, like, horror movies that kind of just suck, but they're, like, fun to watch. They sometimes have really (laughs) cool storylines, even though they have the best budget and shit like that. This movie is, like, interesting. It's been out for, like, two years, so, like, if you really wanted to fucking see it, I'm sure you would have, so I'm not gonna really care about giving spoilers, but it's basically... A serial killer movie starring Matt Dillon. Yeah. You know, I don't really care about spoilers. Yeah. It's, so it's a serial killer who's giving his speech on why he should be, ex- like, accepted into hell. Like, that's the whole okay. point of the movie. So the okay. movie is set up about... So the movie's set up following, like, all of his crimes. Mm-hmm. But it's all, like... He's, like, a serial killer with OCD. But then they'll have, like, these really dramatic moments where, like, he's being all philosophical. Okay. It is a bloody movie. I don't, I haven't watched anything that has made me puke, like you said, you heard reviews of. Yeah, like, I didn't want to watch it because it literally said that you would have to, um, like, have a bucket in front of you in order to watch this movie. And then it scared me because... I was like, why the fuck do I need a bucket to watch this movie? Like, that kind of stuff will make me overthink it. And then I'm like, I don't want to watch this. It's one of those movies where, like, if you want to check it out, I definitely... It's, like, no holes bars. Like, he kills kids. He kills innocent people. He gets away with it. 
it's fucked up. Like he'll he kills animals. Like he's not a good person at all. And they go pretty heavy handed with the gore and shit like that. But like his first kill, by the way, is Uma Thurman, who I don't know exactly if they're just setting it up from like his narrative. So maybe like, but basically you're kind of like, yeah, she deserved to be killed because like she's <laughs> out of the road. And he picks her up, and he's not really kind of wanting to do it in the first place. But she like is okay. really like she's a strong woman, and the entire time she's like, "You're a serial killer. You're a serial killer. You're like, you're a serial killer." Who just gets into a car with the serial killer? And he's like, "Well, do you want me to just like leave you on the side of the Shut road?" Up. She's like, "No, no. Like you're a serial killer. You're a serial killer." So he takes her all the way to this like fucking gas station. Mm-hmm. And her, like, I don't know anything about cars, but her, like, jack for her tire is broken. So, like, she harasses the, like, dude to, like, weld it together. And maybe this is set in an era of phone stuff like that. It kind of has mm-hmm. a 70s vibe, 60s. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's obviously set in the past. I haven't watched anything that kind of really says a timeline, but that's just what yeah. it kind of points at. So she goes back. He takes her back to the car, and she the entire time she's, like, you know, I called you a serial killer, but you're not a serial killer. You're too much of a wuss. Like, she's just kind of being, like, really, like, aggressive and, like, agitating towards, like, this guy who just simply is, like, doing her a favor. He could have just okay. her. He has stated multiple times, like, I'm just going to leave you here now. And she's like, no, no. You know how I am about getting into cars with strangers? And he's like, I'm a stranger woman. But anyway, so they get back to her car and he's like fixing your car, but then the jack breaks again. And he's like, you know what? This isn't my fucking problem. Like, you're really rude. You're not a very nice person. I really shouldn't be helping you. I have things to do. Well, she's just like, gets emotional and is like, please, 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 like, fix my car. Help me, help me. Take me back to the gas station. And he's like, he doesn't want to, but she just gets into the fucking car. Okay. And they're driving. And then she just starts up again with like, you're a pussy. Like you are a fucking like piece of shit. Just basically. So then he like takes the broken like tire jack and just starts bashing her in the fucking face. Here's the thing. You don't know this person. Why were you, why are you like antagonizing them? Like, I don't understand that. Like, everyone else, like, so far, you kind of feel a sympathy because they truly didn't know that this motherfucker was a psycho. Well, the movie's so weird. Maybe you should watch it just for the simple fact is, like, why these people would just be like, oh, he seems, like, interesting. Because, like, the next killing is him going to uh, this chick's house. And he, like, watches her. He's following her home. And he goes to her door, and she's like, who are you? And he's like plays it off he's a detective and she's like well where's your badge i'm not letting you into this house unless you show me your fucking badge and he's yeah. like he like does this whole spiel and she's like i'm not letting you in my house and he's like ma'am you were that was the correct answer i'm an insurance salesman and that's the kind of talk i like to hear i am not a cop and she buys it and then he's like can i come in for a moment after like what would you do if some dude was just like trying to get into your house and he's like telling you all these lies to try to get in his house you'd be like fuck off or i'm gonna call the real police right yeah i don't i would not allow him in my home well she lets him in well and then he chokes her but he doesn't do it long enough so she doesn't die she's having a panic attack in the middle of trying to kill her and he's trying to be nice to her and she's just like I can't talk like her like tongue's hanging out of her fucking throat (laughs) it's just a fucking really bizarre movie like it's it's kind of like the Joker in the sense where like they're taking like the horror genre and making it like super serious like artsy it kind of sounds like it honestly the I just the trailer looked really good it had a lot of hype behind it but i just i'm not a big fan of movies like i get this is gonna sound really weird because i do love horror movies but i get really upset sometimes when i watch movies like that because if it's like too realistic to me i get like very emotional about it like um 
when I watched like Inglorious Bastards, mm. I don't know why, but I had a really hard time watching that movie. Like it made me really Tarantino. He's really bloody and really graphic. But it wasn't even yes, that part of it was like there. But I think it was like the realism of it to me. Like just I don't know. Like it just seemed like a lot. Like it was a very. It gave me really bad anxiety, and like it talked about all the horrible things that was going on during that time. Like the movie's completely made up, but what it's based off of is real, and that's fucked up. And just. I, my my fear with watching that movie is that I feel like I'm gonna get like weirdly emotional, and I I just get that way. <laughs> Maybe you really should watch it because there is this scene where he takes like a mother and her two sons out into yeah, a field, no. no, and shoots them dead, and no. then makes the mom eat lunch with their dead corpses. No, yeah, I'd probably cry. Like I don't like watching realism horror. Like I can't watch I stuff that. like that. Like, it makes me really upset. Like, I get so emotional and my anxiety gets so bad. I can't do it. Like, I can watch cheesy fucking horror movies all day long. I can watch it. I can watch fucking Friday the 13th. I can watch Halloween a hundred times, but I can't watch shit that's realism. I can't watch it. it. Yeah, I get so sad. I fucking cry during video games sometimes when, like, people die Um. in video games. The last couple games that I fucking played, I've cried. Uh, Spider-Man, the Amazing Spider-Man, the one that's a that's PlayStation okay. 4 one. The ending made me cry. Uh, Red Dead and Redemption 2 made me sob to the point where I went to replay it again. I couldn't even finish it because I couldn't deal with the ending. Yeah, see. It's just stuff like that I can't, I can't do. Speaking of video games, I had a horror... Oh! I got to tell you about two nightmares. The one was because I was playing Fallout 4 and I had this horrible dream that like I got trapped in a bathroom with ghouls. Okay. And I had to like bomb the place to get out of it. Okay. I don't know. I woke up and it terrified (laughs) me. But the other night I had this horrible nightmare that there was some stranger living in my attic that wouldn't leave. That kind of happens to people. I know, and it was like, there's no window up there, but in my dream there was a window, and he was like just like throwing like water at us, <laughs> like screaming. What? What kind of dream is that? I don't know. It was like one of those half-sleep ones because I had woken up, and it was like one in the morning, and when I re-woke up from this nightmare, it was not even two yet. So like I only had, like, I had this nightmare in like a 20-minute like span. <laughs> Okay. But it was just like I just remember just being in the backyard and just being like with talking to my brother and me and like there's a stranger living in our attic and they're like, Yeah, I don't know how to get him out. And he's just oh like God. harassing us. And I remember just being afraid to go into the house because that would be terrifying. <laughs> Do you remember that Tumblr post of like that story where that kid was like, We found like some dude living in our house? Yeah, I remember that. That terrified me. Like, that would be so creepy. Um, I know there's, like, a, a video on YouTube that was going around where this guy was saying that somebody was, like, eating his food at night. And he thought it was raccoons. Did you ever see that? But it was, like, this girl living in his, like, this hole that was in his apartment. That was, like, a, it was like a crawl space. I feel like I've heard the story. Um, He, like would wake up and notice that food was missing and he thought somehow like an animal was getting into his place at night. So he'd set up a, a, a camera in his living room and he um, like had his camera there for a while. And then he was like watching it one night and he noticed that this girl, she was living in the crawl space in his house and she would, and he went to sleep she would crawl out of the crawl space and she would go in the fridge and eat his fucking food. What would you and do? And she was living. I would move. I would, I would, I honestly wouldn't even want to live there anymore. I would be like, it's tainted. There? It's fucking tainted to me. Like, it's like, it's like when people live in houses that people were like, the family members are like murdered in. It's like, I'm not living in this fucking house. I'm leaving. I gotta go. I gotta dip out. Oh, well, it's like yeah, a documentary. That documentary we watched with the like about the the son who killed the sister, 
how like the family just lived in the house and like they still basically kept the furniture in the exact same way that like her son, me. Their son killed their daughter in. Not me. It would react it to people when they came over. It really couldn't be me, honestly. I couldn't. I couldn't be that person. Like I think I just know myself, and I just know that I would always think about that. Always, like I would always think about it living in that house. Like there's just no way that I would be able to function. My brother was like, "Someone died here." I don't know how he knows this information, but I was like, "I don't want to talk about it." Yeah, I don't talk about it. Don't tell me. He went and saw a psychic, and they were saying that there was a ghost in the house. And I was like, I don't want to hear anything more about how it. Many, how many psychics is your well, brother? Well, the same psychic. Oh. My God. She's um, not on Betsy, though. She does do yeah. phone calls. She does do phone calls. I want to get into a, 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 fun, a fun topic. All right. Get off this other topic. Um, so... I know that we were talking about this a bunch of times and I keep forgetting to talk about, but let's talk about oh, tragic past work stories that have happened. You've had some doozies. I've had some doozies and I want to talk about it. I want to, I want to, I want to start this shit off right. So I know that there's so many people out there that can relate to this, but my first job was retail. Um, I worked in retail for a long time before I started my career working in a salon and I used to work at Kmart. Okay. And I went to this Kmart all the time because my grandmother, God rest her soul, loved going to fucking Kmart. So I got a job at Kmart when I was like, I don't know how old was I when I started at Kmart. I was probably like, I think I was, I was 17. Yeah, I was like 17. And then I ended up quitting when I was like almost 21 because I was starting school. But fuck it anyway. So I, I worked at Kmart and, but I did cashier work. I also did like, I worked in layaway and everyone fucking knows layaway. I think I talked about my layaway story with the lady who called me a fucking Grinch. So everyone knows how that worked out for me. But I got promoted to work in like the shoe department one year. And that's when my job went to shit because I went to the shoe department. I worked with this girl who was super nice, but she was also fucking super OCD. She was like never there. I always, I worked so many hours and I remember like working a lot of nights. Like I worked a ton of evenings and I hated it so bad because I was there till like 10 o'clock. But anyway, so there was like this summer where we had so many incidents, like incidences of people who were chronic masturbating in the, in the store. Like that would literally go into Kmart and masturbate in front of somebody. And it happened so often that we had a fucking meeting about it. Like we had, we had to have a store meeting about it. Didn't someone get tased? Yes. Outside of the store, because it happened so fucking much, dude, that the managers at Kmart were like, Hey, we need to have a meeting. Um, there's people coming into the store, exposing themselves. Like, and I was like the first person to ask the question. I was like, what do you mean by exposing themselves? Like what exactly should I be looking for <laughs> while I'm stocking shoes in the fucking department? Like, I'm so confused right now. You know, like that's, and they're like, they would, they, and the manager goes, they unzip their jeans and just put out their penis and will masturbate. Like, am I being paid hazard pay for this? Yeah. I was like, who's going to pay for my trauma therapy in two years if someone masturbates in front of me? Like I have so many questions right now and they would do it in the lingerie department. So what they were doing at first was they were going into the lingerie department and they would find like panties and they would like hold the panties and masturbate by the like the underwear and shit. In the fucking lingerie department. Didn't you say they used to call like the one woman back there who would want them to describe her <laughs> yes. their underwear that they had yes. in inventory? Yeah. So this person would disguise themselves as like a shopper and then they would ask like really weird questions and be like, 
Um, do you have lace panties? If so, what size are they? What color are they? Like this, this person would go into detail about what they would want you to tell them. Like, oh, I'm buying it for a girlfriend. That's what I always say. Um, I remember one fucking night I was working and I was just minding my own fucking business and I was walking and I hear screaming and I turn around and this guy in a fucking trench coat, he was wearing an all black trench coat. He had his dick in his hand and he was like holding it. And he was staring dead ass at this girl that was like walking. And then he started jerking it like super fast. And this girl screamed like a howling scream. And the security came running out of the back room. This masturbator put unzipped himself back up. He ran out the door and the police were already out the door because they had six, like they had pre, like they had, like it got so bad they had fucking police watching the, the store. Like that's how bad it got. I am truly convinced that your Kmart was on some kind of some dark so web too. fucking Reddit form. Oh, it didn't even have Reddit back then. Some group form where it was like, it was okay to masturbate here. Because it's not like Kmart was dark. I mean, I know they're pretty much all gone now, but they were really bright places. Like, they didn't have, like, shitty oh. lighting. So, like, it's no. not like you could go hide somewhere. Like, you obviously are going to be seen. And what was so shitty is, like, so the way that it worked typically was we were supposed to have, like, a certain amount of men working at night shift. And a certain like, we're supposed to have, like, men working at night. So, like, when we leave, we had, like, some security behind us going to the parking lot. So there always had to be at least, like, one or two guys working at a time. Isn't it funny and, how they're always, like, the biggest dopes? Yeah. The and they're always going to protect us. And at the time, I was so young that I was like, I felt good about it. But now thinking about it, the people that were walking to my walking me to my car were fucking weird. So I'm like, that didn't really ease my mind anymore. But anyway, oh, so yeah. one of them is blocked from my Facebook. Oh, absolutely, yeah, and Instagram. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Is like thinking about it now. I'm like, I, I wasn't safe at all, really. But we it got so bad that like we had to have like the security, this whole security thing set up and dude, it was fucked up. Like I, I literally like never had someone masturbate in front of me, but like I witnessed it before. Like I, I sat there and like stared at this person, like masturbating in front of this poor girl. Like, and he came in for weeks. Like he literally spent like a whole week scouting and looking and like seeing what he can do at the time. And it's fucking crazy. Honestly, God, I can tell you so many stories about working at Kmart. Like, I had so many fucking really shitty experiences working there. Like, looking back at it, I'm like, how did I even work there for so long? Like, they would play the Fantasia soundtrack. Oh, no, no. What was it? The never-ending story <sighs> Never-ending story. All Which the I didn't even know that there was a fucking soundtrack to that, but it, like, always would be playing. People are awful. And honestly, like, I cried so much working that job because people were so terrible to me. Like, old people going in there and telling me that I was so stupid for not knowing what I was talking about. I'm like, you're shopping at fucking Kmart. Like, give me a fucking break, dude. Like, Kmart was, like, the old people's, like, golden paradise. So like, that's awful. where they go there to just be, like, give that, give that young little whippersnapper a piece of my mind. I know. You like, they were bored. my coupon. Yeah. Oh my God. There are so many couponers. I would go there too. Like, but Kmart masturbation, dude, that honestly was the fucking worst. Um, oh yeah. Ugh. That we're, was funny. We're on the people that had to clean that up. Oh yeah. There was a night where he actually did finish in the store, Ugh. but we didn't catch him in time. So we had to like clean up his jizz in the middle of the I I didn't have to, but they had one of the guys do it. And <laughs> this is why guys go to, to like shoot their workplaces because they have to do shit like this, be demeaned by fucking cleaning up other fucking weirdos come. Yeah, he literally would just like masturbate in every single aisle way he could and then just leave. So like some nights we'd be walking, we would find like a spot of jizz on the floor. 
Like honestly, I probably told you so many Kmart stories, and you probably remember more than I do. Really, like when you told when you told me to share this masturbator story, I honestly had forgotten about it. That used to fucking be a good life. I remember you were talking about how like you were working customer service one day, and like there was like a masturbator in the garden section, and a little lady. Oh yeah. To you. Yeah. Like informed you, this man was exposing himself. Oh, yeah, she was so pissed. She was like, I was back there picking flowers for my garden, and I looked behind me, and this man had his penis out in front of me. I'm like, I'm really sorry about that, ma'am. What am I supposed (laughs) to do? I would have to call my manager. Yeah, I I don't know what to do about that. Like, what am I supposed to do? Like, okay. Like, yeah, there's some fucking weirdos around here. Sorry about that, you know? My fucking first job was a party store in the neighborhood oh god you probably have worse stories than i do honestly i've met truly delusional people in my life and i don't hate on it it's actually kind of crazy people have the best conversations but i remember one time i had a woman fake a heart attack in the middle of the store that was the first time i've ever called 911 too that's crazy like she like yeah she like came up to the register and she came in before, but, like, I didn't really know who she was. And she was, like, picking candy from, like, the candy rack. And then all of a sudden, she just, like, flings the candy everywhere and starts grabbing her heart. And she's, just like, screaming. What? Like, call 911. Call 911. And, you know, I'm fucking 18, 19 at the time. I don't fucking yeah, know. pretty young. So, call 911. And everything is cool up until I give them this woman's name. And once I give them her name, the whole tone fucking changes. And mind you, this is my first time calling 911. So I'm just like, they're not taking this fucking seriously. This is my head. Because who lies about fucking heart attacks? Yeah, exactly. Oh, naive Aaron. But anyway... So the cop gets there first because when you call nine one one, like they send a cop and they send the ambulance. So the cop yeah, yeah. gets there and this woman's like flailing around, <laughs> and like she's not on the floor or anything like that, but she's like bouncing off from like the counter to another counter, like just kind of like making a scene. And the cop like comes in and he's kind of like taking a report, mm-hmm. and he's like, and she's like moaning and crying. He's like, yeah, yeah, all right, all right, you know. Oh, like, it's like, whatever. Yeah, he's kind of just, like, passing it off. Like, the ambulance is coming. Hold your horses. Yeah. I, I'm disgusted. Because I'm like, this woman is in serious trauma. And she's treated, <laughs> like, so horribly. Like, they don't care. How dare you? The fucking EMT walks in the door. And she what? looks at this woman. Oh, before this, the woman's husband tried to come in and make her leave. Like, just be like, no, she's going to a doctor's appointment. Like, no, no. And the cop's like, nope, the ambulance is on their way. She ain't leaving. So EMT gets there, walks through the fucking door. She looks at this woman dead in the face, and she's like, what did I tell you about calling 911? And apparently, like, this woman was, like, on the verge of being charged because she called 911 so many times and made, like, fake allegations. Like there's no, they still like put her in the like thing and took her to the hospital, but she was like, I want to go to this hospital. They're like, no, you're going to the closest one. That's insane. Yeah. But that's how some people are. That's honestly insane. I can't imagine. Like, I like how she, she was to the point where like, they're like, we're going to charge you. Like he should have charged her the first two times that she probably fucking did it. Honestly. They almost charged my work because uh, there was something wrong with like the alarm system and like the fire alarms kept going on at work. And it's like thousands of dollars. It's like, that's how much it costs for them to come out. It was just like a, it was a faulty system, but you can't make false. Like, cause if it signals 911 and no one calls to like, Hey, let Mm. them know that this is fake and they come out. Wow. So the responsibility on the people who called, regardless if it was an accident or not. Wow, that's crazy. The other time the police got called to the store was I worked with this very trashy person Mm -hmm. who had a gangbang with these guys. Okay. 
and <laughs> this guy came in the store, but like he wasn't one of the guys who like had sex with her. He had witnessed it though. And, okay. she, and he was mad at her because her boyfriend and him weren't hanging out anymore because of her. Okay. So he proceeds to just start like screaming in the store all of her business about what had happened. Like how she got like ran through. All of this fucking crazy. It was like a Springer fucking moment in like real life. That sounds a bit crazy, honestly. Well, yeah. You know the person. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. She lived across the street with her boyfriend from the party store, like directly across the street. So like as he's like screaming at her, he's not even screaming at her. He's just like screaming everything like all he's just putting it all out there. So anyone who's standing there is just listening to this fucking rant. She goes and like runs and locks herself into the bathroom. He, like, his sister's trying to calm him down, being like, what the fuck's your problem? Like, don't fucking start problems, whatnot. He runs across the street, picks up a shovel, and finds her boyfriend and starts, like, beating him in the fucking face with the shovel. Huge fucking brawl. Cops come. The guy who picked up the shovel ran, of course. So the cops were looking for him. So they came into like the store and they searched the store from front and back. It was like one of those moments where I was like, cause like I used to buy weed in the parking lot and I would just like put it under my bag, like while I worked my what? shit. Yeah. 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 So like, I just remember like, like, uh, searching the place. I'd just be like, I'm so glad I didn't buy weed today. Yeah. Exactly. You're like, thank God that didn't happen. I was like, oh my God. It was meant what to if, be honestly, if, dude. So like, um, they searched the store and then they were like kind of giving us a hard time about how like, you know, if you're holding information, you can be charged or whatnot. But they were kind of real fucking dicks. But that's just kind of the area I worked in. There was always a lot of issues. That place had gotten robbed so many times. Thankfully, it never happened before when I worked there. But like there was some pretty fucked up moments. My dad, like he hated me working there because that was his biggest fear that I would get robbed. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. He used to call me on my cell phone, and if he deemed the store too loud, he would start screaming at me on the phone to get into the back because mm-hmm. I thought someone was going to come rob us. He's like, there's too much excitement going on. Like, too much excitement <laughs> means that, like, no one's paying attention and someone's going to walk in with a gun and hold everything up. Like, you need to get out of uh, there. You need to get out of there. That doesn't help anything but make me no, feel more nervous. No. That just makes me feel more nervous. Like, don't make how. my anxiety... But that's my dad feeling like he's protecting me. He's telling me his worst case scenario. Exactly. Exactly. I think, like, honestly, when I worked at the children's store, that shit was, like, so brutal. Because my the girl that worked, the manager that was my boss. Anyway, I remember she was just so mean. Like, she was super mean, and she was, like, my mom's friend. I remember that being so awkward. And she was awful. Like, me and this girl worked together. We were, like, really cool. We kind of, like, sometimes went to, like, lunch together sometimes. And I remember, like, one time we were, like, fucking talking. Um, we were, like, talking in the ba- the front one morning. Like, we're getting ready to open. And she came out of her office and was, like, screaming at us. Um, she was, like, screaming at us and told us that she didn't want us talking at all. People like that, there's always some type of issues outside their lives. Like, they're horrible outside their life, and they're horrible at work. Like, they're yeah, just horrible people. Miserable people. I, I just... My mom, like, really liked her. What was the problem? So I felt like I always had to hide, like, how I felt about working with her and stuff. You Did know, you like I say how horrible she was? Yeah. And they don't talk anymore, really. But my mom knew she was a bitch. Because my mom would call her at her job and tell her to stop being mean to me. Because I would, like, text my mom and be like, Robin's a fucking bitch. Like, I don't fucking like her. And my mom would call her and be like, don't yell at my daughter. Oh, and that always makes everything so much better. But my mom ended up just not working for that company after a while anymore, so who cares? But, yeah, like, it it was awful. But I was like, what job do you have as a fucking young teen, mid-early 20s is ever a good fucking job? I remember I had an internship where they were so shitty to me that I walked off on the second day. I just, like, just never went back. 
It was like one of the worst experiences of my fucking life. And it was all because it was just mean cunts, like mean, mean women who are just fucking awful for no reason because they could. And that's what a lot of it is, is like, cause they can. Yeah. And I'm just like, you know, now I'm a bit stronger with things and I feel like yeah. I'm not going to get bullied anymore. But like when I was young like that, I, I did, I wasn't very strong and I was like, I was way more emotional then than I really am now, to be honest with you. Like, I mean, I am still very emotional now and very sensitive still, but like I can handle it better. I feel like I have more of like a rain on it where like when I was that young, I had no control over my emotions. Like if someone raised their voice at me like once, it would be done. Um, I, I used to be the same way. Now I just can't fucking care about anything. Like I don't fucking care. In the words of Bugs Bunny, that's all, folks. Oh, wait. That was fucking Porky Pig. God damn it. Oh, fucking well. I don't care. Whatever. The podcast is over with. I'm annoyed.